Right, hello everyone. On this episode of CBR Saga, we're going to be talking about one of the original Avengers possibly turning evil in the future. That's right, this is an evil episode. But who could turn to the dark side? Sadly, it's not an evil old man Captain America who hobbles around stealing denture paste or whatever, and, and it's not evil Hawkeye who goes around giving really bad haircuts to children. No, it's a character that's near and dear to all of our hearts. It's the Hulk, or Incredible Hulk, or Professor Hulk, whatever you want to call him. Either way, today's episode is all about how certain events that may or may not include the Illuminati will set Hulk up for bigger and badder things. So this is going to be a ton of fun, so I had to bring in a really fun guy. Um, I brought in my co-host Nick. Nick, how you doing today? Doing good, Jacoby. I'm excited, though I am nervous. Uh, Hulk's one of my favorites, and I'm scared to see him uh, go bad. It is, it is a tough predicament that we're in, but I think it could possibly happen. I think Hulk, if used properly, could be set up to be, I think, the next great villain of the MCU because we've seen outside threats like Thanos, you know, come in and swoop it up. I don't want to see another alien. I want to see something a little bit more personal. And what could be better than that than one of their own? Uh, what do you think about Hulk turning evil? So I, I love Hulk. Uh, he had a, He's had a rocky path, let's just say. Um, I don't know if I love where he is now. Uh, I think the next most interesting thing to do with the Hulk would be to turn him evil. I, I think that's the best way to go. Because let's look at where, I guess, his rocky past so far. You know, back way back when he looked like Ed Norton and then he changed into Mark Ruffalo. Um, he started off um, as a really guy at war with himself. And then we've spent all these movies seemingly trying to get to a resolution, right? Between Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Um, the movie's really established that these two guys are separate personalities. You know, they're separate personas, they're separate entities, learning to work in a body together. And right when we were about to get a seemingly resolution to this with uh, Avengers Infinity War, I think ending with with uh, Bruce Banner saying, big guy, you know, we got some stuff to work on here. It seemed like we were gearing up for that. But then uh, Avengers Endgame came, and of course, we got the funny reveal of Professor Hulk, but the more you think about that Professor Hulk reveal, the more problematic it is, because I think, one, it negates his, like, entire character arc from everything that we've seen up to that point, and two, where's the Hulk? Like, you're telling me the Hulk just agreed to disappear forever, that he agreed to this proposition of forming these two bodies? He was his own person. It just makes me all hot and bothered. How's it make you feel, Nick? <laughs> uh, I, I will say bothered. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not hot. I, I agree. You, you bring up a lot of good points that sort of the whole place Hulk was leading was, was the clash between how is Bruce gonna gonna control this thing? And it happened off screen. It happened off screen in like a five year period. And it's something we'll never get to see. Uh, and honestly, if you if you look at The Incredible Hulk, that's a very serious movie. It's it's by by far no one's favorite movie in the MCU, but I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's very serious. It sets up Bruce as this like not comedic character. Uh, who's really struggling with this like inner turmoil, inner battle, um, and having to control this monster that lives within him. It's a very like serious sort of dour movie. And by the time we get to Hulk in Infinity War uh, and in Endgame, because in the first Avengers, he's still got some of that like heavy past, that heavy weight. But by the time we get to Infinity War, by the time we get to Endgame, he's pretty much just a punchline. Uh, and I don't, I don't necessarily love where that went. I feel like we missed a lot of the best conflict that we could have seen between Bruce and Hulk. Uh, there's so there were so many things to juggle in Infinity War and an Endgame that the I could very much see the studio head sitting down and being like, let's just say he solved this one and we're not going to worry about it because we got a lot of other stuff to focus on. 
Yeah, because I can't imagine that. Every point leading up to that point, it was it was such a great arc between end of Age of Ultron, between Thor Ragnarok, between Avengers Infinity War. It seemed like it was it was leading to something, right? Like it was just it was gonna we're gonna get this, and then nah, we just want to see Fat Thor. Like that's that's what we need to devote <laughs> our time to, not Hulk. And it's a shame. I think that's what they did. I really think they gave all the best <laughs> character moments and character development to Thor. They made Thor really change paths. Uh, but by doing so, they sort of forgot about the Hulk. However, even with what is set up currently, I don't think it's too late, Jacoby. I think Ooh. I think we could still be in store for some things the way things are set up right now. Oh, okay. I'm excited to to, to get into that. So this is going to be the fu- Hulk's future, and we're gonna and we're gonna spin him into something uh, better than what we've seen before. So how do you start with something like this? Well, to me, there's two routes you could go. The first route is basically you say whatever he did in that gamma lab didn't work all the way. Uh, it worked for a little bit, uh, but now after a couple years, Bruce is able to lose control again uh, for the first time in a while, and he hasn't seen that. And now that he is the Hulk, uh, his his body is the Hulk, maybe him losing control means he has even more power when he's out of control angry like that. How do you feel about that one? Okay, I like that. Would you would you make it a separate event or would you say something like maybe when Hulk snapped his fingers or something that like unlocks that kind of wakes the the Hulk persona up from his, you know, the darker the side of him and that allows him to be like break free a little bit more in the future. Do you think the snap could do something with it? Uh, I think it could be that uh, something I literally just thought of. We're supposed to get She-Hulk. Oh. Um, She-Hulk's origin basically is uh, she's Bruce's cousin or something like that. She's related to Bruce. Yeah. Uh, and Bruce has to save her life by by giving his blood. The way they could sort of retcon it in the MCU when they introduce She-Hulk, I think she's getting her own TV series, mm-hmm. is they could say Bruce, instead of just having to donate blood, Bruce has to like give up some of the gamma training, whatever he did in that gamma lab. He has to give up some of it in order to save uh, Jennifer's life, uh, She-Hulk. And now because he's done that, she's become She-Hulk and he is now back to, okay, I need to keep my temper under control. Ooh, I like that a lot because then it it, it makes Hulk have, uh, Professor Hulk have an actual decision and Bruce has an actual decision to make. He has to sacrifice um, the peace that he's lived with so long to save someone he loves. And I think that is so much better. I think that moment uh, could be seen really well. We saw sort of that moment in um, Thor Ragnarok, but I think uh, that moment was played with more of a joke. It's when after he's human and then he decides he needs to become the Hulk and and save the day, even though he might not change back again. Um, and then he jumps out. It's like, this is who I am. And, but then it's obviously a super funny part in the movie where he just splats against the ground and dies. Um, yeah. But I think that's, that, that, that was one dramatic moment that I don't think should have had a joke in it. And so I think we can retcon that with your suggestion of he's actually making the active choice to live this life again to save someone he loves. I dig it. So so that's my that's that's the way. Number one, you know, sort of undoing what he did in that gamma lab, uh, having to go back to the way he was. Then there's number two. Uh, and this would be harder to pull off, though. I think if it could be done, I think it'd be a lot more interesting. You leave Hulk as he is. But but think about Bruce Banner. Since he has become the Hulk, he's basically been not allowed to get angry. I don't know about you, but when I have a lot of pe- when I have a lot of anger and I don't like release it, it, get, it builds up. That's how it works for most human beings. Absolutely. So now Bruce is coming to terms with the fact that he can be angry again and not lose control. So, so Bruce is a person who doesn't know how to be angry essentially anymore. Uh, he's had to avoid it for, for most of his life. And now he's in this Professor Hulk body. So if someone was to do something to him, we could get the Bruce we know, like the, the sane minded Bruce 
who is a genius and who is in Professor Hulk's body, just angry as an angry character uh, and not really knowing how to deal with it and maybe doing some things that he would regret later uh, or going down paths that he wouldn't have gone uh, if he was able to think about it logically. That to me is the more character driven thing. And I think that's where we're set up to go. I think it definitely does Hulk uh, more justice than the other one. The other one, as you said, is kind of like the easier way out. But this way allows for actual character stuff for a character who is great and who should be explored more. All right, so we got we got angry Professor Hulk. He wears those. So you're saying he wears those like tweed jackets, like super just mad. Like he, he like he pops a collar, you know, of all that stuff, like that sort of thing. He yeah. gets laser eye surgery, so he doesn't wear nerdy glasses anymore because he's so angry. Yes, uh, and on top of all that, he has a metal arm. Oh, the metal arm, of course. So he can just and that just makes him look ten times cooler. Okay, yes. so we got this 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 angrier Hulk. What could be a big thing that I guess sets him over the edge? So. I've given a lot of thought about this. And one of my favorite lines in the MCU, it's sort of underappreciated, and it's an underappreciated moment because it's in an underappreciated movie. It's in Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. And it's the whole uh, Black Widow-Hulk relationship, which I know everyone's not a big fan of. I'm not really either, but there's a line in there that I really like. Natasha says, uh, when, when she's sort of being all coy with Bruce at the bar during the party, she says, well, um, everyone in my life's a fighter. And along comes this guy who avoids the fight because he knows he'll win. Basically, we need to do something to get Bruce to stop avoiding the fight. Because if he, if, and it stinks because Natasha's gone now, they sort of abandoned the Betty Ross thing. But if you could get someone else that's super important to Bruce uh, in his life, and, and someone makes a decision that inadvertently harms or even kills that person in Bruce's life, I think that would be enough to set him off. Okay, so someone like Ant-Man, because they, they, they share that bond after sharing those tacos. Yes, exactly. Okay. You, you read my mind. Yeah. Okay, so something big like that sets him off into getting angrier So and just getting madder. Just, does he lose control? I don't think so. Honestly, what I, what I think needs to happen is Bruce needs to pull a Luke from The Last Jedi. Uh, I call it a Luke from The Last Jedi, but good, <laughs> because I did not <laughs> like The Last Jedi. But what they were trying to do with Luke was interesting. Basically, uh, the whole his whole thing is the Jedi Order is uh, has been around forever, and it's just time for them to end. You know, they're they're riddled with you know inaccuracy, and they're riddled with uh, hubris and things like that. Uh, and I think that this event, instead of making Bruce lose control, could really convince Bruce that it's time for maybe the Avengers to end, uh, superheroes, you know, doing whatever they want to end. And that becomes Bruce's sole mission. So instead of a, an out of control, angry Bruce, we get a Bruce that because he's angry is now super focused on this goal of eliminating what caused the tragedy in his life. Wow. That's a very nuanced way to say it. I was just saying like, I want to see Hulk, you know, smash things and get really angry and stuff. And, but yours is a, is a much better, more delicate way of putting things. That is, oh, I guess, truer to character, which is more important. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. He, he's still going to smash Joe. Oh, good. Oh, good. I was worried there for a second. Oh, no, of course. So is this where you could bring in something like uh, the the Illuminati, as I kind of mentioned at the start of this, uh, the start of this introduction? Could the Illuminati be the factor that Hulk looks at and it's just like, I don't like what those guys are, are doing or the direction they're taking these things. And I think 
because he he had just gone seen episode eight, you know, the last Jedi in theaters <laughs> in an extra wide seat. And he's like, I I liked what this Luke was doing. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yes, that's his whole motivation is he went and saw the last Jedi and was just moved. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think introducing the Illuminati is great. I actually I have this idea to where if you end phase five with sort of another double part Avengers movie, you know how Infinity War and Endgame was sort of this uh, double part, like cliffhanger kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. And you make everyone think that the villain of this double part uh, thing is like Galactus or, or someone so huge like that. Uh, you get the first movie, uh, which I would call Avengers Illuminati. A- and in this, basically the heroes, uh, the leaders of the Avengers, all of these heroes come together and, and think, OK, we need to form this Illuminati uh, because only we know what's best for the world uh, and, and we need to take out this villain. And everyone thinks that the villain is going to last over the two movies. But the, the truth of it is, at the end of the first event, at the end of Avengers Illuminati, Galactus is defeated. But the Illuminati has to do something in order to defeat Galactus that does not sit well with Bruce. They have to sacrifice someone or they have to basically take more power than than Bruce thinks they deserve. Sure. So then you get the final thing where everyone thought Galactus was going to be the the villain going on, and you actually get Avengers World War, which would be based off the World War Hulk storyline where the Illuminati had shot Hulk into space. Hulk goes and becomes a gladiator, then he comes back and he just wrecks shop, <laughs> which is what I want to see. And and you would call it Avengers World War, but not Avengers World War Hulk. You wouldn't put his name in the title there. You don't think he's deserving of the title. Uh, I think it sounds catchier if you say Avengers World War. You don't think you're that it's you're gonna see that on the marquee or whatever you see Avengers World War and it's like you think oh that's okay but you see Avengers World War Hulk and you're like oh I gotta sit down and see this movie that's that's the reaction you're gonna have <laughs> you know I will concede I think we should call it Avengers World War <laughs> I love that two part special I especially love the idea of of juking out audiences so to speak because we were used to that because like I I didn't believe for one second when Avengers Infinity War the first one you know came out and then like because the original plan was Avengers Infinity War and then Avengers Infinity like Gauntlet or Avengers Infinity War Part 2 I think Mm -hmm. that like that was the title of it and then they changed it and like to have something unknown it could be like it's actually going to be a standalone movie and people were like maybe Thanos isn't going to be the the villain maybe Thanos is going to be beaten but like I feel like we all new just like no Thanos is definitely carrying over he's not losing at the end of Infinity War so I think by playing with those audience expectations and being like okay now Galactus is here Galactus is so big right psych we actually fooled you guys this time it's actually Hulk it's actually somebody you love he's super mad um, for your unethical behavior and for calling yourself Illuminati which is just just like you you hear that name it's like that's an evil name that's not a good name to paraphrase Ant-Man uh you, you sound like bad guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then it sets him up. I, I love that. That would bring this MCU into a different direction and give us a battle with, I think, better stakes. Because, yeah, Galactus is great, and I want to see Galactus done right. But is he going to have the emotional weight of seeing Hulk have to fight against his, you know, his, his friends? No, absolutely not. Right. And that's a more interesting thing, because... Hulk's not mad at, let's say, I, I don't think Ant-Man would be, I don't think uh, Scott Lang would be a member of the Illuminati. Let's Hulk's be honest, he wouldn't be invited. That's Scott they would, Lang. They would not invite Scott Lang. <laughs> Most likely not. <laughs> but no, I don't think Hulk is mad at Scott Lang. But if Scott Lang says, hey, uh, Doctor Strange said, I got to stop you from getting to them. Hulk's going to say, well, you shouldn't have gotten in my way. And he's, he's going to do some damage. 
Oh, that is a Hulk on a mission, and I love it. That's a new side to his character that I want to explore. And I want to see a Hulk versus Ant-Man fight. I want to see a Hulk versus everybody fight. I'm trying to think who would be the best good... Well, I guess uh, by since this is happening at the end of, of Phase 5, which is the real beauty of it, because we can actually build up to this. It's not going to be just like a uh, you know a quick thing. It's going to be the next big arc that uh, can hopefully can stick the landing, unlike Hulk's previous arc. But maybe at that point, you, you can bring in those characters like uh, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, who are involved in some way and then that lead that's going to be able to give us that uh hulk versus wolverine uh hulk versus mr fantastic you know opened up a whole range of options there yeah so jacoby illuminati traditionally the the marvel illuminati is composed of six people okay who who are you pitching because obviously we can't have iron man um there was a run Why? A little what happened bit where is he okay uh iron man oh he's doing fine he's just taking a nap Okay, good. I just I didn't see the last like ten minutes of Endgame, so it's like I kind of I I, I just I've avoided that. But okay, so okay, yeah, no, he's he not just there. went okay. to sleep for a little bit and he'll be fine. But he's just Great. not going to be in the Illuminati. Okay, got it. Okay. There are runs where Captain America uh, is a member of the Illuminati. I don't think we could do that either. Uh, mm -hmm. Same thing happened. He just he just took a nap. Um, yep. We're we're just waiting on him to wake up. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, so my question to you, Jacoby, is is we're gonna have to sort of retcon what the who the members of the Illuminati are. And I'm asking who you think uh, would would be a good fit. I think first and foremost, you got to have Doctor Strange. I think since he's going to be so vital to this multiverse um, and everything going forward, he's going to be have that in depth knowledge to. I don't. I don't know. Like if I'm just pitching a, a a problem, it's like maybe the way to stop whatever villain is in Avengers Illuminati or so is like to stop their world from being destroyed. Doctor Strange and whoever the Illuminati has to make the choice to destroy another alternate universe. Has to destroy a universe out there. And if and if you go along those lines of a great sacrifice, Doctor Strange is is totally going to lead that charge. He is all about sacrificing the small for the ultimate goal, for like the big goal here. So Jacoby, real quick. That's genius because <laughs> remember, Bruce was the one who had to go back in time and get the time stone. And he's the one who talked Ooh. to the ancient one and the ancient one sort of explained to him what messing with other realities can do. And, and, and that's why Bruce was so determined to get the, the stones back to those timelines. Ooh. So yeah. you just pitched something genius because Bruce would be the only one at that point who would know what could potentially happen to these other realities uh, if care isn't taken. Right. Man. Awesome. I did it. All right. <laughs> Vindication. That's no, that's great. Okay. So let's, if we continue on who, I mean, I, Dr. Strange is to me, it's like one of the only ones who fit there. And I can see why that sort of action would fit for Dr. Strange and would really make Hulk super mad. If we're playing with other people, I, I, would I, think I don't know. Black Do Panther has been a member before. Uh, I, th I think you just get really good people who are good at being leaders who come together and their ego sort of gets a little bit too big for them because they are the smartest people, they are the best leaders, but they they do things without really thinking about them because they trust themselves too much. I think so Black that Panther is... to me, that, that's a given. I think in the Marvel Universe we have now, I think Captain Marvel could be a good addition to the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, I think by this point we could have a Reed Richards. Reed Richards got to be there. We could maybe have a Professor X. I do have one more. I believe that was five. Okay. You, you pitched Doctor Strange leading the Illuminati. I like that. Ooh. However, I think an interesting person, an interesting twist, because I don't think this has been done in the comics, is to have Thor lead the Illuminati. Then, because you have this relationship set up throughout the movies, it, if Bruce is closest to anyone now, now that Tony's gone, it's Thor. Yeah. So imagine having to sort of 
have Bruce come and fight his way through all these people only to come face to face with the guy who he's fought before, with the guy who can go to toe to toe with him in Thor, because Thor made the decision that set Bruce off, that set Bruce on the Bruce on this path. Wow. That would be, I, I love that idea and love seeing a Thor versus Hulk rematch. The problem with that, of I think, is that just doesn't seem like it fits this new Thor character, but you can easily retcon that of just because, hey, they changed his character once, why not change it again, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> but overall, those six uh, against the Hulk. How does how does it end? Does 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 Hulk destroy everything? Do they do they eat shawarma afterwards? Do they <laughs> are they fractured beyond repair? Uh, I I think this is how you end Bruce Banner. This is how you end the Hulk in the MCU. Uh, I think Iron Man and Captain America were the sort of emotional the emotional ends of Endgame. I think maybe Bruce, maybe even Thor are the emotional ends of this next two phases. That would do it. I already have a tear in my eye, Nick. <laughs> uh, that is so heartbreaking. And um, I think you've you've pitched a beautiful saga uh, or a beautiful you know continuation for the Hulk. I think uh, this could be a great thing for the character who needs more recognition. And it's because we all love Hulk. We want more from Hulk. Uh, so, so, so thank you for, for walking us through such an excellent two movies. And I'm looking forward to phase five. And if they don't do this now, I'm going to go all Professor Hulk smash and just start hunting down, you know, fighting people. So that's what's <laughs> well, going to happen. Good to know. <laughs> Any uh, last words about the Hulk? Uh, yeah, man. No, I really liked him, too. And, and I think I don't love where he is now, but I think they could continue on with him. I think there's other things they could do with the Hulk to sort of up his importance again, maybe make him less of a joke. And I think this could be the way to do it because you could get a Hulk who, who, you know, by the end of this has has been so focused on this one goal to get back to the Illuminati and, and make them pay for what they did. Uh, and like his dying words could be sort of a redemption for the villain he's been the past movie. Uh, and just I, I could just see it all wrapping up the Hulk story, because uh, if we were to wrap up the Hulk story now, I wouldn't like it. It wouldn't feel complete. Uh, I think he's got a lot more to go. I, I think so at well. So thank you so much, everyone, uh, for listening to this episode of CBR Saga. Tell us in the comments uh, if you think Hulk could go evil in the future, and if there was an Illuminati, which members uh, do you think would be on it of the current MCU roster? So thank you all so much. Like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And we'll be back next time with another episode. Thank you so much, Nick, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>